0: And welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell.
1: And I'm Louise Coleman.
0: And today we're going to be talking about the John F. Kennedy assassination on its 59th anniversary. And no, it doesn't quite fit the theme of the podcast, um, but I would say that he was arguably a celebrity. And I've always just been interested in this topic and thought it would be fun to cover. We're just going to go into films and documentaries and other pieces of media that have covered this event. As a British person, what do you think of the United States' obsession with Kennedy? And is that weird to you? I think there's definitely a
1: lot of cultural differences when it comes to this topic. I want to preface it though. It is a bit weird, but there are English people that love the Royal funk and are obsessed with them. And I'm a bit weirded out by that as well. When Americans talk about their presidents and stuff, I always find it quite odd as well. Like you definitely put them on a pedestal and it's like, they're the leader of the free world. And it's like, they're a leader of a country. I feel like I could name more presidents than UK prime ministers. And I just think that's probably because everything is so Americanized. But then I know JFK and I know Reagan, I know Nixon. Like, how, why do I know them? They're not my own leaders.
0: Maybe in a way, especially with those three, they were so involved in things all over the world. Maybe. That's oh why America always thinks like everyone else needs to know about them, but they don't need to know about other people. I actually like you've hit the nail
1: on the head now, I feel like. <laughs> so I'm glad you said it.
0: <laughs> As an American, I can say
1: it. I have a question for you. Okay. I'm just so intrigued if you could remind us again what started off this love you have for this event.
0: <laughs> love is a weird word. <laughs> Let's see. It was like when I was like 11 years old. I was a morbid (laughs) child, but I've always had this fascination with dead people, as you can probably assume for me starting this podcast. And I always liked to do these projects in school, like I did one on Anne Frank and Ella Fitzgerald. And I wish I could remember like what exactly about this drew me to it. But I just think it was intrigue and mystery. And I'm always like searching for the truth. And I just thought it would be really interesting. And so, yeah, I made like a project for class. And I've always just been like reading things and watching things since I read a book earlier this year. And that reestablished my interest because I went off of it for a while because I didn't think there would be like anything new. Oh, yes. It's called Six Seconds in Dallas, but it's an updated version. Um, It introduced like some new concepts for me that I hadn't been aware of before. So that was nice.
1: It's so good that it's still like
0: evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever really release documents or transcripts in our lifetime?
1: I I hope so. I really hope so. But I know it's, like they would have done it by now
0: in like seven more years there will be another chance for stuff to come out
1: how do we know that seven years will come by and then the CIA will just swoop in again and say
0: no like probably what will happen yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's no way yeah how do you feel about that
0: yeah we have a right to know it's our history but of course I can understand why they wouldn't want us to know because as we'll say later on in the episode with probably some of our theories like if they're involved they're not going to want everyone to know i don't think people really believe the government anymore but i feel like after that no one would but we'll see there's still a lot of years left in our lifetime so who knows the first movie we'll be talking about is executive action which came out only 10 years after the assassination which is insane if you think about it
1: in regards to such a monumental event. I'm surprised.
0: Yeah. And especially since basically it deals with this group of extremely right wing. I don't even really know what, who I they know. are. There, it's just like this group of old guys. But you know, it, it's Bert Lancaster and Robert Ryan, who are two that I really like. They're leading this group in wanting to kill Kennedy because they don't agree with a lot of the political ideals he has. And so they team up with this group of sharpshooters—the guys who are gonna get the job done—so that's basically what it's about. We didn't like it. No, it was not a good film. No, I mean,
1: <laughs> it's tricky because how do you want to talk about this? We'll talk about it as a film or as a how it handled the situation. I think both.
0: Think both. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because film
1: wise, rubbish.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's basically a TV movie. Yes. Yes. It's, it's clearly very... written and the acting yes. isn't very good, but they didn't give them anything to work with because it's all these skilled actors, but then it's like, what What are you doing here? Yeah.
1: Like, how much did they pay Burt Lancaster for yeah. that?
0: <laughs> Not enough.
1: It's a really odd film. Something we did like about it was its use of archival footage of JFK. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I liked that. Kind of like a countdown to November twenty-second
0: Speeches that JFK did, and they had some footage of Oswald as well. Can
1: we please talk about the fake Oswald? Sure. <laughs> this group of men want to frame Oswald. They've got the background on him, they're photoshopping. Um <laughs> but... <laughs> guy's head on like the infamous Oswald photo of <laughs> in his garden. <laughs> like it's a drum up suspicion say or like paranoia they get these actors to go around Dallas and just cause havoc and then be like oh my name's Lee Harvey Oswald.
0: I love when he's at like the gun range and he spells it out for the guy. (laughs) It's so unintentionally funny. (laughs) It's great. I do appreciate that they set up the events leading up to the assassination so just starting with it yes. because you get an idea for what the political climate was like maybe why people like this group of old dudes would be so upset with Kennedy it was too much of them reacting to like something that was showing on the TV and yes. to me that's just not fascinating i don't agree with their idea of the conspiracy no. but i do applaud them for doing that especially yeah. so soon and I guess it's cool because it's like a pre-JFK as well yes. so there might not be a JFK film without this one um,
1: it's a good double feature it's like yeah. action and then JFK for sure yeah
0: they're both saying that it wasn't Oswald but they're taking it in two different directions
1: yes yeah yeah and I agree with what you said as well. It is very, like, ballsy for them to actually come out and be like, oh, this is what we think happened.
0: Yeah. Ten years after. So it actually ended up resulting in they couldn't show the movie in a lot of theatres. <gasps> okay. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's blown under the radar yes. as well. This was even before the Zapruder tape was released really to the public. Like, I don't think anybody really knew anything like I think yeah. there people were a little wary but I don't think they were like thinking it was a full-blown conspiracy yeah
1: this could have ign- ignited that
0: yeah it might mm. have I also learned that Robert Ryan was actually in Dallas on November 22nd oh. he was doing a play no yeah. What? That's crazy. Did the play go ahead? I don't know. It probably didn't. I tried to do more research, but I couldn't really find too much about it.
1: Yeah. No, that's because all the news stuff is talking about that. They didn't care about no. Robert <laughs> Ryan's play. That is weird, though. Yeah. That's spooky. That is really weird. Should we talk about our views on Kennedy? Sure. Yeah. Because I have favorable views. I like him. But I feel like you kind of got to take. Every person in power, political power, with a pinch of salt. They're going to do some good, they're going to do some bad. I do hate the infidelity stuff. I hate that from him. But I think he could have been one of the greats. He
0: was only present for like two and a half years. It was a very short span of time. And yeah, yeah. the things that he actually did achieve while in office is pretty impressive. If you just look at the political climate in the 60s, it was a mess. And yes. Nobody was really on his side, even within the government. And so I think he was just trying to do the best he could. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um. yeah, as a person, I don't know. What do you think of a lot of these films portraying him as being this perfect person? And like, of course, it is extremely sad that he died. But I think they show as he was like a martyr or something. I was literally Um,
1: just thinking that word in my head. I think they've taken the bullet points of his career into film. You rarely see a bad portrayal of him. I I don't hate him not being portrayed in a bad way, but it does hit a nerve a little bit when, say, you're watching Jackie, which we will get into later, when it's like they didn't even mention any of his affairs.
0: I don't like it. And it's not just him specifically. I don't like for anyone to be shown as being an angel because nobody's perfect i just think it's too bad that's what he's become as well is just dying yes yes i guess
1: that's why he
0: ties into this podcast a little bit as well when
1: you were saying in the beginning i also feel like while we're talking about him on the podcast i feel like he definitely did die before his time what could america be like today if he was still alive or if he lived that day yeah
0: yeah, he probably wouldn't still be alive. I know. No, right? Yeah,
1: more maths, no. Yeah. <laughs> How old would he be?
0: He'd be like 95. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> could do it, could do it. Yeah. No, probably not with all the health issues he had.
1: So. Yeah, which I did not know. Oh, okay. He had chronic back pain from World War II.
0: Yeah. And then he had Addison's disease. I have to give him credit for leading a country while dealing with chronic pain because oh I could God, never. Yeah.
1: yeah, no. I get a headache and I'm knocked out for the day.
0: We don't really know what history would be like now, but I would hope that things would have turned out better, especially just even for the course of the 60s. Yeah. And maybe Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. would have also survived.
1: Yes.
0: I don't know if there's enough to go off of to know if the Vietnam War would or wouldn't have happened, but we could only hope. I think that's probably, for me, one of the major factors in why I think there was a plot to kill him, because else within the government wanted there to be a war, and he was one of the only people that didn't. In a way, the president is a small pawn in the entire system.
1: Oh, doesn't that? I get like goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> he's so
0: powerful, but then he's not. He's yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And I think this is proof of that. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to ask you just a little bit about Blonde as well and his portrayal and that, because he and Marilyn did have a relationship, but details of it aren't really that well known. I haven't seen it, but like it was a very... um. Disturbing portrayal of the both of them. And I was just curious to hear what you thought about that.
1: I knew that there was a JFK scene going into Blonde. And I would like to just preface, I was really excited for it as well. I won't lie. I yeah, love but... Anna De Armas Oh my God. And I love Marilyn. But then obviously the reviews came in. Oh, it makes me so mad. But that's another topic. It's the last act of Blonde, she's kind of in a haze the entire time, which is awful. And she's just, everything's happening to her. And she's just like, letting it happen it's just it's not fun it's a horrid watch and then yeah so she goes in to see JFK and it's explicit she gives him a blowjob sorry to um <laughs> to my mum listening it's a horrid scene um sorry this is such a tonal shift no yeah he kind of it. he coerces her into doing it as well which is just disgusting on so many levels after other scenes in the film, and then you don't see it. When he comes to completion, shall say, they show a rocket on the TV. Which
0: is, oh you know, my God.
1: Bizarre. It's so yeah. weird. If you're gonna have a JFK scene, you should have the b- happy birthday at least. Yeah. So that's, they recreate so many iconic images of Marilyn. I would much prefer to see that than a fake, her doing that to him. Yeah. Like, it's awful. In a way, the only good thing they're showing is infidelity. But in the context of Blonde, it's just really bad. It's in poor taste. After everything we've seen Marilyn go through, there's no wins for her in that film.
0: I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment. But it seems to me they put a lot of scenes in the movie like that just to shock people. Yes. And I think since so much of their relationship is not known, it's not kind to either of them, but especially Marilyn, to put something like that in there?
1: No, 100%. 100%. And also, even things like, obviously, JFK still has family alive. I don't recommend watching the film. Don't
0: watch it. Don't watch it. Okay, yeah. I was not planning to. We don't need to talk about that anymore, but I just thought I'd bring it up since that is probably the more very relevant, yes, like portrayal of him. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) we'll just talk a little bit about the conspiracy in the film, in executive action, and if it aligns with our beliefs. Neither of us really like this one. No.
1: I think it's absolute rubbish. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No way. No, no.
0: Yeah. Why would just use random guys? I still don't quite understand how they tied into this. Did they work in the government? Or they just they were... were just like...
1: Secret high up people.
0: Okay, somehow they got a hold of Oswald's files and like knew all this stuff about him and knew he would be like the perfect plant. They never interacted with Oswald. It was only with the lookalike. Yes. So yeah. that to me that doesn't make sense either because they would have needed to work together to really make him be a patsy
1: what if he wasn't at the work what if we called him sick that day I and mean, he had loads of alibis and stuff
0: yeah there just... goes their whole plan <laughs> maybe that was because there's still at that point wasn't a lot of information for the filmmakers to go off of yeah i
1: wonder when it got this
0: theory wrong what i read was it was donald sutherland's idea and he was originally going to be in the film but then the actor yeah what yeah Oh my he, god! Like, dropped out for some reason, and then he was in JFK later.
1: This is all Donald Sutherland's fault, I,
0: I think. In a way, yeah. <laughs> um, I also not even yeah. believe in like the fact that they got actors to go around. The I kind of think in a way they did, but I don't think it was they made it as obvious as they did in this film. No, that's fair, That's fair. They're like, hello, my name is Lee Harvey <laughs> Today, I'm going to talk to you about communism and. <laughs> how much i hate john f kennedy thank you (laughs) oh and i hate you (laughs) yeah and i hate texas yeah but um then the film ends on this very curious note where they're telling us 18 key witnesses to the assassination ended up dying mysterious deaths i think a lot of them were actually natural causes so that doesn't quite fit but there are enough that are mysterious enough that there's some basis to this but the very first one they show us is a man I can't remember his name but it just says his name and then under that it says karate chop that's it yeah and we were like wait what 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 does karate chop mean (laughs) so I googled it and apparently one of the witnesses was going to write a book about the assassination. Some man broke into his house and karate chopped him on the throat and he died. Oh my God. We just thought that was an interesting one to start with. Next, we're going to talk about the 1991 film JFK, which I would list the cast, but it's literally anyone who was famous in 91. Every time someone showed up, I was like, oh my God. Especially Jack Lemon, like I was not expecting Jack Lemon to be in it. So I knew Jack Lemon was in it.
1: His scene came and went, and I didn't even uh-huh. know.
0: Essentially, the film is the director Oliver Stone's take on the assassination and Jim Garrison, who was the defense attorney, trying to figure out what happened. This one's tricky for me because if I watched the director's cut, which is even longer, three and a half hours. Yeah. It's only, like, already three hours, but just an <laughs> extra half hour. It just this does it. You have uh, to include it. Yeah. So I think the director's cut has more Kevin Bacon scenes in it. Um, Kevin
1: Bacon scenes were the ones I remembered the most. Okay. Yeah, he Very was outlandish. memorable.
0: I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll the talk whole about film. that later. And then its I don't really agree with a lot of the stuff they present in it, but I think some of it is quite good. And I think also for the time they showed the Zap Reader tape, they showed autopsy photos, they showed a lot of different sides of the story and I just think like for the time I bet it was very important I just think nowadays we've already seen that stuff or at least I I have I watched it
1: in 2020 and uh, I won't lie I literally think I must have blacked out (laughs) I just watched it for my Instagram so it's kind of just a bit of like a compulsory watch sure and I was thinking oh okay this would be quite fun but yeah it's just
0: courtroom drama not my thing I already know a lot about all of this. The way they presented it was confusing even for myself. For someone who knows literally nothing watching this, I would say do that last because you really need to understand your facts and what's not true because there is a lot of inaccuracies in this. And also just like who's who because there are so many characters it gets very confusing. This one kind of expands on executive action with the the characters though because- They're more fleshed out for the most part. We get a very, very good performance of Oswald from Gary Oldman. He got the voice down perfectly. It was actually kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Gary Oldman, but I'll give him that. The main issue I had with it is there's so much dialogue. And it's all very like, I am reading all this information out to you and it doesn't sound like an actual person talking yeah and I was struggling so hard to follow it all
1: definitely like a sit down one you've got put all your attention on it It really makes you think
0: (laughs) because every second has so much information like by the end of the movie I was kind of exhausted I was like oh my god (laughs) overloaded so the main trial that Is is whether or not Clay Shaw, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones, was involved in the conspiracy to kill Kennedy because he knew Oswald and was running all these weird operations and stuff. The thing is, so his character, Joe Pesci's character and Kevin Bacon's character, they're all gay, which like that in itself, I have no issue with
1: sorry it's
0: not funny (laughs) no no
1: i love the (laughs) little disclaimer
0: i i just want to make that clear we talk about gay subtext all the time so i'm sure people know by now but i think the film kind of homophobic yes and i wanted to know your thoughts on that like if you remember enough
1: i think it's quite damaging showing it like that it's not good
0: the film for me like villainized their gayness yes them being villains is okay but they're not villains because they're gay, which is the angle I felt like the film was going for. Yeah, And it it's so wrong. Like in 1991, in the middle of the AIDS crisis. Yeah. Check yourself. That dated it quite a bit for me. Because otherwise, it's- none of the other characters had an issue with it. It was just no. the way the film was presenting them. But from a character standpoint, I thought it was cool. Especially since it's 1966 at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, another thing I have is there was sorry this scene bothered me so much but oh my god so you might remember this because it's so bonkers but it's later on in the film and garrison sees like the stuff on the tv about robert kennedy being assassinated and then he goes to see his wife in the bedroom and wake her up and then they have sex no it's coming no it's coming robert kennedy died (laughs) and then (laughs) that got them going oh my god (laughs) that was just the one case of many where it's like this tonal whiplash I was okay with them having the scene I was like why put it in right then (laughs) respect his memory for more than five minutes (laughs) please please. (laughs) another thing was they focused so much on this family stuff that just didn't really relate
1: yes yeah I don't know if you remember that I remember being like I just remember not caring about his home
0: yeah. life. Yeah, I'm sorry. I could understand what they were going for, like seeing how his working on this case was affecting his family life. Yes. But to me, I just, it bothered me. And it was just the same thing over and over again. We have established this already. Now I'm going to try and break down what Garrison's theory was. And then we'll talk about whether or not we agree with it. He um interviews a bunch of witnesses that were at Dealey Plaza. And they all said that they heard shots coming from behind the fence, and they saw like smoke and smelled it as well. And most of this is actually based on fact, which is good. But a lot of them said their uh, accounts that they gave to the Warren report were altered or made up completely. And Also pressure them to lie or fit this narrative that they wanted within their answers. And then we also get an insight from one of the showgirls at the Carousel Club, which is the club that Jack Ruby owned, and how he and Lee Harvey Oswald knew each other. And so Garrison's theory is that there were three teams of shooters. He was saying something about there's shots coming from three different points. And he's using the Zap Reader tape to help establish this because you can see in the headshot that Kennedy's head goes back and to the left. And so that means there would have to have been someone from the front of the car shooting. And Oswald supposedly was located in the back. He thinks the government is in on it because he goes to Washington and talks to a man named X who is played by Donald Sutherland. He's back. Yeah, he's back. (laughs) And he says that he was sent to the South Pole on purpose because he was basically in charge of all the secret service. And so he said that they sent him away because there actually, like, weren't any secret servicemen, like, really at all in Dealey Plaza, which realistically would not have been the case because it'd be easy for anyone to do anything. And he also mentions that Kennedy splintered the CIA and took the military under his control. And so that upset a lot of people in the government. He also disproves the magic bullet theory, which is that there was only one bullet that was used to kill Kennedy and also hit Governor Connolly, which I agree with. That's what the Warren report said, did did it? Yes, that there was a single bullet that made seven injuries on two people, and came out basically intact. And then he also says that the autopsy was botched, and that the doctors were pressured to not really do anything, yeah, like just get it over with. And then that the actual killers framed Oswald, because he's saying in the span of time that these shots happened, that witnesses saw Oswald, Oswald left the depository like it's basically humanly impossible to do all of that. And then jury finds Tommy Lee Jones's character to not be guilty. So they said they thought there was probably a conspiracy, but they didn't think that he had anything to do with it. I'm still a little confused about what the Tommy Lee Jones and Joe Pesci characters had to do with all of this. I don't think the film really made it very clear how they were involved in all of it, other than just knowing Oswald. And I think the film also has Oswald in too much control over the conspiracy. But the recreations, of the time period and the places and stuff are very good. And they also actually filmed in the Texas Theater where Oswald was caught and the basement of the garage where he was killed. Wow. Um, but they had to recreate Dealey Plaza because it's still just like a working road now. So any other thoughts on that? I know you don't like remember it super well. But... Yeah, no, I have no thoughts on this. Film. Yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> We could do Parkland. Yeah, like, this was the first one we watched for this episode. It's not a great starter, <laughs> and also it's really weird because when I just looked at the poster before I knew what it was about or anything like that, it's just a flag at half mass and then it says Parkland. So I actually thought it was about the Parkland school shooting, and then it was sobering to think that like a flag at half mast—it's a given nowadays. What does it mean when it is? It means, like, something bad happened, essentially, and, like, acknowledge that the thing happened, I think. Right. I thought it was, yeah. like, about the moon landing. But anyway, it's not about either of those things. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's about um, the days after okay. November 22nd and how different people reacted to... The event, the people that worked at Parkland Hospital, which is where both Kennedy and Oswald were sent after they got shot. Also, Abraham Zapruder, who took the Zapruder tape, and Oswald's brother, Robert. Wait, that's actually really weird. They both had brothers named Robert. I just realized that. (laughs) This is one where the idea is really cool. Yes. Because... We don't really hear about the After Effects stuff. They made it so boring. What did you think of it?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Like, the fault was there. just The execution was so bad.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's really weird as well. I think the script's awful. And, like, the Secret Service agents kept muttering under their breath, Jesus Christ. God, help us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I could not take it seriously And I think it was because nobody was doing a good job And I felt bad oh. because it's a pretty good cast Yeah, like actual people We've got
1: Paul Giamatti um, pruder. He's doing a very weird accent Yeah,
0: I don't know over-acting.
1: what he's going for <laughs> As, Like The main doctor, oh my god
0: Which is so You're hilarious that. Because yeah, like- he looks about 12 And he's never smoked a cigarette <laughs> That man did not go to medical school. No. He's not even in high school. It's also so
1: distasteful because he's given JFK CPR. And they're all like, oh, stop, he's dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was embarrassed for him.
0: Yeah. And then when, like, literally no one cared about Oswald. I will never forget
1: the moment you told me Jeremy Strong played Oswald. My
0: number one boy. What did you think? Do you think
1: he did a good job? I think he's a spitting image of him. But Jeremy Strong is such a method actor. <laughs> I think <laughs> I told you, like, oh, God, what, what must he have done to prepare for this? And you said, oh, screenshot. And it says that he, like, put himself in, like, solitary confinement for three days before shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two scenes.
0: Yeah. He had maybe ten lines. This no. poor man. Why did he do that to himself? We also got
1: the... I thought of someone.
0: Yes. Were you, I think we were thinking, was it Jackie yeah. Weaver? As Marguerite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Camp icon. I love her. I, love- I just, I love that scene where she like just marched into the hospital and she was like, he was a Marine, so you must bury him in Arlington Cemetery. And then she <laughs> left. God. And the accent. It was Yeah. such a wide range of performances here don't even watch it if someone you like is in it because they probably won't be in it for me it didn't work because there was no emotional resonance we actually didn't really get to know these people and so we didn't care about that we were supposed to see these different viewpoints and understand like what how their lives were forever changed and so i think either just focusing on one of the three or four groups or doing like a mini series and really splitting it up Because,
1: like you said if they wanted to show us how it affects their lives they did not or the attention shifted from the doctors to then the oswalds which i like that i like seeing marguerite and robert like you don't see them anywhere else
0: like documentaries
1: but yeah, maybe why didn't you just start on them
0: or yeah. not even
1: have it about the hospital?
0: And then it wasn't even historically accurate
1: either. This tragedy has happened. And these films are like making like a mockery out of it. That remind me as well, in the film, they show Robert Oswald as not believing his brother and stuff and being really against him. Whereas in real life, and they even say at the end that he supported him.
0: Yeah, they literally lied and they told us they lied. For drama, I guess they like made his brother very upset with him. But I think that's such a disservice to Robert because he stood by his brother when he literally killed the most beloved man in America. And most people wouldn't do that. That actually would have been very emotionally meaningful if they had showed how it had actually happened. Yes, 100% agree. But of course, they gotta go for the yelling because yelling is acting. Yes. <laughs> but it's another one where it's like, if you don't really know what's going on, like, you're gonna be really lost. But if you do know, you're not gonna care. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. But I also feel like it's a very basic story of it. There's no historical context.
0: I think the whole backstory of the Zapruder tape is actually, like, very fascinating. He was just like, this humble immigrant dressmaker who just wanted to video the president and then he ended up being like one of the most important people in history probably yeah yeah I think he suffered a lot of trauma from one seeing that and then two like lots of people wanted to buy it from him and discredit him or steal it from him and I just yeah none of that really came through to me in the film and then with the hospital like they didn't mention that all of the people that worked on his body saw that the bullet wound in his throat was coming from the front don't know why because I think at this point it's 50 years later I think you can say stuff like that and something else I, I only learned recently
1: is that they they still don't know where JFK's brain is
0: By 1966, the brain, tissue slides, and other autopsy materials had vanished. This also says that the photographs of the brain aren't his brain.
1: Oh, this is getting too deep. deep.
0: (laughs) Apparently, there was only like half of his brain left. And in the photos, it's almost a whole brain. And since the autopsy was missing and then of course files have vanished that just points to something being wrong (laughs) we can move on to Jackie yes so this came out 2016 and it's about the three days after Kennedy's assassination but from the eyes of Jacqueline Kennedy played by I said Natalie Wood but no it's Natalie Portman (laughs) what did you think of this one
1: I thought it was brilliant. I love the cinematography, the costume design. I love the production design. I just thought it was brilliant what they showed as well. Intersped it with an interview, the assassination, um, and then the 1961 house tour. You always see Jackie as the epitome of elegance and class. And to see her in that way, oh, it just,
0: it's so powerful. I feel really bad because I did not like it. Oh um, my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, um, I felt like I didn't really get to know Jackie that well, which I thought was weird. I'll just have to compare it to Spencer because to me, the two films are very similar, especially because they're done by the same director. I feel like they're quite surface level films. <sighs> They kind of depict the main characters in a way that doesn't feel very kind. I don't want to say exploitative necessarily, but just like looking down on them a little bit. I was not a fan of Natalie Portman's performance. I didn't think the guy who played Robert Kennedy was a good choice either.
1: I read a trivia piece and they gave him false teeth that looked like Bobby's, And I think he didn't want to wear them when they filmed. But he wore them off set to get into character. Which is weird
0: to me. Like, I think he like. should have just wore them the whole time. Right. I could see it would be incredibly difficult to play such well-known people. I'll just give them props. I wasn't super impressed. I don't know a lot about Jackie Kennedy, so I don't know how accurate the film was. But to me, it seemed like it took a lot of liberties. And I don't really agree with that decision. Yeah. Because if you're like me, like you're going to take everything at face value because I don't know it otherwise. But there was like one thing I did know for sure they didn't do correct was that when Kennedy was in the hospital, she stayed with him. They actually like had her be very afraid to go in there. Yeah. Which I don't like that they did that though, because I think her staying with him, is a very representative of who she was as a person. Yeah. I
1: didn't like Lyndon B. Johnson's portrayal because they made him look way nicer than he actually is. He was too nice as Lyndon. Way too nice. The stuff I heard about like LBJ, he wanted to become he wanted to get inaugurated straight away, which
0: yeah, I mean it was literally the was, day of Exactly. On the plane. And
1: he wanted to get
0: back to Washington straight away and they showed none of that. That's why I think he maybe had something to do with it. Cause like yeah. you would show remorse if you yes. were a normal person
1: I, i'm not even sure he, he probably even consoled jackie in real life like mm, I don't no so. way
0: i thought the movie made such a point of making it seem like he was good like from other characters saying about him yes as well yeah, like yeah. he's oh he's a great president. he's a great man and i was just like i think we're done with maybe thinking that i don't know if anybody still thinks that but you mean with lbj yeah no one right <laughs> yeah so I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to sugarcoat it. it. Something I
1: really loved about Jackie as well, that I noticed, is that I think it really showed what it's like to be a woman in a man's world. Especially on the plane. She's on her own. She's sat on her own, in her clothes with her husband's blood on it. They underestimated her a lot. And I think the film really shows that well. Like, she took charge. She planned this funeral. Um, she got all the knowledge on Lincoln. And if this didn't happen, it didn't happen. But I just like that they showed it in the film. But I just thought... As a film-wise, I really love that, and I just think it's brilliant, so empowering to watch this woman like get all this stuff done, whilst grieving, whilst looking after two kids. Like it's just amazing. I thought it was really good. Something I didn't like about the film is that I knew that he got buried three days after it happened. The film felt like it was weeks.
0: It did. It like it, was it didn't feel
1: like three days.
0: No. Weeks. I think for me the framing of all the different time periods and stuff was really confusing and I drew it out. And I think a more chronological thing would have been okay. Did you like the incorporation of the interview? Do you think going back and forth and stuff was effective? I said this in the Elvis one that I like I don't like flashbacks, but I liked it. Yeah, I mean just seeing like the progression of her character. I really wish the movie had gone more into how the media scrutinized her, especially in the time, then we really would have understood how trapped she felt. I didn't get a lot of empathy from the filmmakers towards her, and I didn't feel connection to her, and I really wanted to, and that's what I was hoping to get out of the movie. I felt like they wasted some of the actors as well, like Greta Gerwig. She was good, but they just didn't give her a lot to do. Yes, because I, I
1: watched Natalie, and they're in a film called No Strings Attached. <laughs> I love the difference in filmography. Like, yes, oh my god, that's
0: great.
1: I love not getting any Oswald as well. I don't. You know, don't care. No, we about got him, a
0: little.
1: But... Oh, very trotchy.
0: I've seen that clip of him talking to the press so many times. I feel like I know it by heart at this oh point. God, yes, <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> and then so... there's me saying, "Wait, was it Patsy or Patsy?" So there was a documentary that came out actually just earlier this year. It's called The Assassination and Mrs. Payne. It only has 108 logs on Letterboxd. So I'm assuming like no one has heard of this. I actually really like this documentary because it opened my eyes to a lot of new things. It's focused on mostly Ruth Payne, but also her husband, Michael, a little bit. Ruth Lived with Marina, who is Oswald's wife, and their two kids. And sometimes Oswald would come and visit them. So it's just about her recollection of knowing him. And the house that they lived in was also the one where the gun was found in the garage. So they were definitely very involved in this history, yet nobody really talks about them. And this movie's kind of trying to show that maybe they were actually involved in a conspiracy. But the thing I really like about it is that it isn't so straightforward. It shows both sides of the argument. So you can, as a viewer, come up with your own uh, theories or what you think is true or not. I thought he just let people speak for themselves. So if you wanted to interpret it as being like, oh, they're lying or they're wrong, you can. But he wasn't framing it that way. And I think for a documentary, that's really difficult to not be biased as a filmmaker. Yeah. So yeah. I was just really impressed with that. Oswald became friends with George de who who is like an oil tycoon and very involved in the CIA. He like introduced the pains to Oswald setting this all in motion. And so... Marina moved in with Ruth Payne and she was pregnant with her second daughter, Audrey. (laughs) (laughs) Your namesake. That's fun. And she was going to live with her until she had the baby. And then Ruth Payne helped Oswald get his job at the depository, which is very suspicious because supposedly the depository would not hire known communists and he got the job in two days the film was trying to present that ruth and michael Payne were involved with the cia that they were undercover agents because everything basically fell into place for oswald to know them for them to keep an eye on him Ruth, her, her sister and her dad were linked with the yeah CIA? they were both in the cia yes and they found a lot of evidence after their house had already been searched after the assassination by police. She basically gave them a bunch of stuff that had not been previously found, like the iconic backyard photograph, like letters that Oswald had supposedly written, and the camera that took the backyard photo. And there was also a tapped phone call between Ruth and Michael, an hour after Kenny had been killed, that Michael said that Oswald was not responsible and, quote, we both know who is responsible, end quote. And this was before Oswald is even named as a suspect. This is something that struck me as very odd and I wanted to also discuss. Throughout the documentary, we're shown that Ruth is sharing her story, whether it be on TV or at anniversary events of the assassination or museums or something. And she has this story that she says word for word. And she cries at the exact same moments every single time. And she developed this story very soon after the assassination about how much she like disliked Oswald and the course of the events that led up to the assassination. And that just was really odd to me, like having that down pat for sixty years and even crying at the same beats.
1: I'm very pro Ruth. I really like her. But yeah, that is a bit weird. I also don't know how I feel. It it does ruin her argument when she's always like on TV shows and stuff. Get that bag. We respect. Yeah. (laughs) Like it does kind of make you look like you're just like doing it for the money,
0: the fame. It's also odd because she knew russian which at the time is very odd for an american person to know russian and that's why she was friends with marina in it yeah yeah because marina didn't really know any english at all
1: which is lee's fault as well because he didn't want her to learn english
0: yeah but then it's also weird that he even knew russian because he learned it while in the marines but that's not That was not a traditional thing for the Marines to learn other languages. Yes. I would really just recommend watching the documentary because there's a lot of information I can't really put across very well. I guess we could just briefly touch on like the show, the TV shows. Yeah, yeah, because it's so prevalent Mm -hmm. pop
1: culture. Yeah, the
0: assassination. So of course, there's eleven, twenty, two, sixty-three. Yeah, I don't like James Franco, and they take a lot mm-hmm. of liberties with the story. But I think that's a good one to lay the groundwork. Also, it's funny because I watched the second Umbrella Academy season right after I watched that show, and they have a similar track of someone going back in time to yeah. Dallas, nineteen sixty-three, and trying to be assassination. And I was like. So Did you nervous. have any,
1: like, idea? Because I didn't. Like, no, no. whoa, we're
0: doing this. Like, I was like, dang it, I just saw this. And then the only other one I've seen is last night I watched, there's a two-part episode thing for Quantum Leap. And I only watched the first part because the streaming service it was on didn't have the second part. Essentially, the plot of that show is, like, this guy, like, goes into, This sounds weird. He goes into (laughs) the bodies of other people. They like swap bodies, and he goes into Oswald. Okay. And the purpose of the show, I guess, is to kind of show the different, like, different experiences that people go through. And the main character, his name is Sam. He has to like right wrongs. Or keep people from doing something else. Yeah. And then he'll go on to the next. But the episode came out a year after JFK. And so it was like the creators to that. He is very anti-conspiracy and he thinks it was Oswald. But it's actually really interesting because the creator actually met Oswald once in the Marines. Oh, wow. And (gasps) just thinking about that was a little weird. That's
1: very Um, weird.
0: My whole point with talking about all these shows is I just think they're another way to keep pushing this narrative or like these stories that usually aren't very true and just confusing the whole story. And they're hardly ever factual. I don't know if you should be doing it for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Because it's not someone dying. Yeah. Is not entertaining to me. No, no, it's very, it's really
1: weird. Uh Yeah. But it's so, it's so weird, isn't
0: it? Like, that's just the thing that Hollywood does is it trivializes someone's death. And I I think it makes it seem not real. Yeah. Especially because we weren't alive. But if I actually had been alive when it had happened, like, I'm sure. Maybe I wouldn't be like so nonchalant about it. Because a
1: lot of people around at the time, they said shared trauma. Yeah. Because they've never seen footage of a man getting his head shot off. Yeah.
0: I think it's just disrespectful to everyone really, but especially those involved to just keep repeating this over and over again. All right. So we got a question from friend of the pod, Caternip the movie. And so they asked, what director would you like to make a movie about JFK and his assassination? So did you want to share yours first? I thought, I always
1: thought this is such a, such a basic answer, but <laughs> a director. but I thought Spielberg would make a good one about um, it. Yeah. Just because, oh God, this is so bad because I don't know <laughs> what the film is, but he did a film about reporters in Israel. Is
0: it Munich?
1: Yes, Munich, that's what, yeah. 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 Only because I just feel like he can do true life. Obviously, Shin does this as well. It's gritty, real-life stories. I think he can do very well. And also, it's, it's like such an American story. He's like your typical, like, American director, if that makes sense. So I just always thought he would do a great retelling of it. For sure. So
0: would you want it to be, like, um just about the assassination, or would you want it to include a lot of the other things we thought were missing from the other films?
1: Oh, that's a really good point. See, I feel like I just want it to be about the assassination.
0: But just maybe do something a little different?
1: I would like maybe more Oswald backstory at least. But then that's then leaning into, would they think that he is the perpetrator and stuff in it? Yeah. It's so tricky to say. What about you, Audrey? What
0: what director would you want? (laughs) There's a director who kind of was popular in like the 60s and 70s, Richard Brooks. The reason I thought he would be good is because he did the film version of In Cold Blood, which I'd really want to see an approach to Oswald, like through the lens he took with that, because it's based on real life murders and I think he humanizes them but he definitely presents them as not being good people at the same time so I think a lot of the movies I've seen like Oswald's a caricature or we don't really get to understand where he came from maybe I'd rather see a movie about him rather than the assassination yeah and there's
1: tons of backstory there as well isn't it like I'm
0: in Russia Cuba, and like, like all of this is known as well like it's not yes, just theory yeah. so yeah and he's got that tormented childhood and it'd be like a really interesting character study yes it really would be but i think spielberg would be interesting because i always view him as more of like a light-hearted kind of filmmaker and i haven't seen a lot of his darker films I think the darkest thing I've seen from him would be Empire of the Sun but it's still quite a like fantastical film because it's seen through the eyes of a child I think it would be interesting to see his take on it especially because he's very time period oriented I feel like he does a good job of recreating that
1: yes that's what I'm picturing him doing
0: Dealey Plaza and I can just see it I don't know if this story is tired or not you know I... or do we just need different I mean, angles I think
1: we need different angles for sure yes it is definitely maybe
0: we'll get some something
1: maybe when more documents are released as well
0: yeah true
1: that might trigger something
0: yeah because I think this is a story that still seems to interest the public Originally, I thought it would be fun to rank all the different depictions of the players, but there's not really like that many because JFK always just dies or he's just like a little dummy or something. So we're just going to do odds as well. <laughs>
1: no, so that's like the one constant.
0: Yeah, the five. Two of them are from TV shows. Okay. And then three are from movies. I don't know how many you had.
1: Oh, I just did the three. So who did you have in last? And last, it's got to be the one from Executive Action. I don't yeah. know the name. I, mean. I think. And, and no, let me also say, not the fake Oswald. They are top. Yeah. They're, they're the best. best character ever in the Cinema. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, the, the guy that plays the actual Oswald, we only see him in like one scene, innit?
0: I don't even remember him. And he's no. not credited on Letterboxd or IMDb that's so weird i have no idea who it is he might be in the credits of the film but i didn't pay attention i feel like they might have just plucked him off the street yeah because i don't (laughs) think he even said anything
1: no he was drinking the coke and then that was it and then they arrested him which is also so wrong because he was not arrested there
0: no come on (laughs)
1: like basic level yeah i was
0: mad i was mad but yeah, so that's yeah that him. one mostly depended on the actual footage. Yes, of Oswald. But it was cracking me up when the lookalike guy was trying to copy his voice, or he was just saying the same thing. Like he wasn't even trying; he just <laughs> his normal voice.
1: I just love the lookalikes so much. Do you want to do your fifth and fourth?
0: Sure. Yeah. So mine was also my bottom one was executive action, and then my fourth is the one in quantum leap because he doesn't look like him he doesn't sound like him and then he's also just doing like this it's a very over the top it's like he's so whiny and it was getting on my nerves and that's not how oswald was and then also dean stockwell is in that show and so seeing him interact with the oswald guy i was like you can tell who's an actor and who's not i think the show being anti-Oswald bled through and how they wrote his character. So this is drama, could he like
1: this one a little bit? But yeah, it would be Gary Oldman in JFK. Okay. Only because I just like, I don't really remember him that much. Still memorable. He wasn't
0: in the movie that much, so I don't blame you for not really remembering him. I thought he
1: would be in it more. Same. But I guess that's just once again, that's the filmmaker with their view. Because obviously it doesn't believe that it was Oswald. Yeah. It's not gonna show him as much, in it.
0: So my third do I have? <laughs> Oh, I have I think so. This will probably be your number one by Jeremy Strong and Parkwood. He had two scenes and the stuff with his brother was some of my favorite parts, but it was even though it wasn't accurate. But I think if they'd given him more to work with. He could have really done something with it. And then my number two is Gary Oldman in JFK because I thought he nailed the voice and the mannerisms, but he didn't look like him. And also, I just didn't think he really had enough to do. I don't really know why a lot of these movies don't really have him in them because he is a central figure in the story. Whether or not you believe he did it.
1: I'm thinking maybe it's because we haven't got any police reports, of like there, not interviews, <laughs> like, yeah. have... the interrogation. Interrogation, that's it. Yeah. Right? Which is also Cause... like insane as well that we have nothing.
0: No notes, no recordings, nothing. Um, and really the only footage we have of him is when he was taken in by the police. Yes. Yeah. And just some photographs, but, and I guess that radio interview he did. Oh, yeah. But I think maybe the issue is we don't quite know what he was like as a person. Maybe that's what's limiting it. Yeah. So Jeremy was your number one? Yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> I
1: love him. <laughs> like, I just I literally can't stress. I think they are the spit an image of each other. I really do. I, mean, I feel like I'm the only one that sees this. Season,
0: so. <laughs> no, if you see it, that's good thank yeah. You. but yeah it
1: just it's just so funny but I totally also agree like he did not have the voice down at all
0: no <laughs> he just <laughs> sounded not... like himself I think
1: <laughs> yeah but I just think it's so funny to cast Jeremy Strong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as him my number one is Daniel Weber in 11 63 he doesn't look like him either you but know. I, for me with any a performance based on a true person as long as you get their essence down. Yeah. I think it's okay. I think he did the best job of really creating this character and we got to know him better. From what I can remember anyway, it's been a while. I feel like the show took a pretty unbiased sense on yes. him as well.
1: Do we see his home life and stuff in it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh. So we get to know Marina better. Um, oh wicked. Which I think is good too because most accounts just neglect her. Yes. And I think she's another one that is important to the story, but yes. people are just like, oh, she was just his wife, so she doesn't really matter. I'd say if you want to know more about Oswald and the political time, climate at the time in Dallas, and it seems really period accurate as well, then I would say check it out. Can I spoil it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Fun. So spoilers ahead. JFK dies. He actually does not die. He ends up saving oh my, him. That's so cool. But when he goes forward in time, there's it's like a nuclear holocaust. Then he goes back in time and reverses. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, would that have really happened? Do you think that's where the world would have been?
1: no it's too extreme
0: yeah so that's like another reason I didn't really like it was because it just it ended very abruptly and I just don't think that was, would have been realistic it's interesting
1: that Stephen King thought for the better world that Kennedy would have to die that's
0: really interesting to me yeah because I don't agree with that I think it's no. quite a big step to take to just be like oh the world went to shit yeah <laughs> we don't know and I just think it was so extreme but by the sounds
1: of it though it missed the mark from a lot of things but it got Oswald right there yeah
0: a lot of the media takes a misstep is showing him I don't want to say insane but just childlike and in reality I think he was quite smart in a way he read a lot and studied a lot he knew Russian which is a very difficult language Mm -hmm. to learn Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say he was like a cold and calculating person but he wasn't like a friendly person
1: <laughs> so
0: this part of the podcast we
1: thought we would talk about what our theories are because there's not it's not set in truth what's happened there's loads of theories out there and it'd be very interesting to see if i differ, what we agree on i really believe that oswald was there and i f- believe but he had intention that day to shoot someone to kill. He had a w- weird childhood, troubled. He was a bit of a... Chases, that classic story always about chases his half-brother with a knife. And then Javit was like, oh, no, it's fine. It's just what he does. <laughs> was like, that was his home life. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. All these external factors happen to put him in that window on that day. So I really believe, I believe that he was there, that like he was there to shoot. And then afterwards... Because I didn't know, I thought this was a fact about him shooting and killing a police officer, Tibbet. Because I feel like he must have been in in shock or adrenaline. I know there's like complete opposites of each other. But like his body was not reacting well. I just really feel like, yeah, he was like, oh, I just killed the president. Yeah, look, I can shoot this guy as well and I've killed him. Obviously, I definitely understand that. Yeah, maybe that wasn't the five seconds was not enough time to shoot all those guns. Which is why I also definitely believe there probably were other shooters and that were the CIA. And they just lucked out on the fact that there was also a guy there as well who wanted to shoot and kill. Because if he got arrested, I just don't have a favorable view of Oswald as well. So that's why I think he did it. Also, I don't believe that Jack Ruby killed Oswald because to keep him quiet. He said to his sister, when he found out JFK died, he was more upset than that over their parents dying. And so I think he thought he was doing good by killing Oswald. Because when he got arrested as well, he would, like Jack Ruby. He was saying, "Oh, you know me, guys. It's me, it's Jack." I like, generally think, in his heart of hearts, he thought he was doing the right thing. But if you were to catch me five years ago, I would have been like, "Yeah, the Umbrella Man was in on it. The Babushka woman was in on it. <laughs> it's
0: all a like, cover up." But
1: now I'm just thinking, no.
0: Why did your opinion change?
1: I think it was on hearing all the backstory of Oswald and watching that Ruth Payne doc. All the circumstances very odd, which I understand why it would make people think the way they think. I believe that also was there. and I really think he intended to kill Governor Connolly because okay. there was an LA Times op-ed about it where they had his journals and he had his name written down and there was like a dagger next to it.
0: So do you think he meant to just kill Connolly but not Kennedy?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Why but do like you think he, does- he would have been in the depository then because Connolly was in the front of the car
1: yeah exactly poor planning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know he was too smart for that though i think it's just so annoying my theory and what i have found a lot of fact to back up is that oswald was had nothing to do with it he did not touch a gun that day at all. So I just want to back up a little bit. In April, I think it was April 10th, 1963, someone attempted to kill General Walker. He's an extremely right-wing conservative. And um, it's long been theorized that Oswald was the one that tried to kill him because he stood for a lot of things that Oswald was against. Okay, let's say hypothetically he did try to kill him. Walker was sitting in his office and it was nighttime and a bullet shot through the window and narrowly missed his head. So if it was Oswald and he could not shoot and hit a sitting target from a couple hundred feet away, then there's no way he could hit a moving target from behind trees, like several hundred feet away. So I don't think that would have been possible. When he was in the Marines and he tested his shooting, he got pretty low scores. And also the gun that he supposedly used to kill Kennedy was extremely cheap and unreliable. And when expert marksmen in the FBI tried to use it, they could not reliably hit targets in the speed and manner that Oswald would have needed to have hit Kennedy. Back to the Walker stuff, I don't know if that was him, but if it was, then evidence points to him not being able to have hit Kennedy. This whole story about Walker and Oswald supposedly trying to kill him didn't come out until after Kennedy was assassinated and Oswald was pointed as the one to do because I think they wanted it to be proof that he would murder someone or try to murder someone, but there really wasn't any substantial evidence that pointed to him having been the one to do it. And then if we look at the rifle that was supposed to have been used to kill Kennedy, then this was ordered by Oswald through the mail, which is really odd because you're living in Dallas in 1963, you can buy a gun without Mm. needing any identification and it won't leave any sort of trail or evidence. Um, So the fact that he ordered a gun that created this paper trail is very odd to me. And a reigning piece of evidence is that he brought the gun to work in a paper bag and it was disassembled. But the bag that was later found in the depository conveniently laying on the sixth floor was a lot larger than what eyewitnesses had said the bag Oswald had mm-hmm. brought to work was. And there was no signs of evidence that a gun had even been in the bag they found on the floor. And so I think that was something someone made after the fact to plant on the floor to point to it being Oswald. And then also there weren't any viable prints found on the rifle that showed that he would have touched and used it on the day of the assassination. C-Day of the Dallas police, he claimed to have found a palm print on the barrel of the rifle, but there were no pictures or evidence from the fingerprint powder showing that palm print existed. They did take the gun to the morgue where oswald's body was they put his hand on the gun later on to put the print on there even the warren commission which like i don't 100 percent trust them but they doubted that the prints were real oh wow yeah and they said there was a serious question in the minds of the commission as to whether or not the palm impression that has been obtained from the dallas police department is a legitimate latent palm impression removed from the rifle barrel, or whether it was obtained from some other source, and that for this reason this matter needs to be resolved.
1: Wow, that's a bit, for them to publish that, oh my god, yeah, yeah. that's very, against what they come up with.
0: Yeah, so I think it's odd to me how conflicting the views in the Warren Commission report are, because they're really set on proving it was Oswald, yes. but then... There's not really enough substantial evidence. And they even say this within the report. Yeah. And I'm just like, why did they do this? But I know why. It's because they just wanted to put it out there and be done with it. Case closed. They
1: they also pushed
0: the publication date forward as well, like by a month. Right. Yes. That is so shady. It is.
1: (laughs) What's the rush? What's the rush?
0: Yeah. And then all the witnesses Saying that their reports had been changed or altered. Yeah. This narrative that they That's wanted. Right. If it wasn't suspicious, then why did they change stuff or yes. leave stuff out or not yep. complete their research? I think Oswald was framed, and I don't know how aware of it he was. I think he was yeah. pretty aware with the photograph in the backyard, whether or not it's real. Why else would he take those photos unless he wanted? evidence because he was very adamant that these photos be taken according to Marina. So I just think he knew something was going on, but I don't, I don't know if he was prepared to go down for it.
1: With that photo, just to say as well, yeah. I believe he did, he was acted in taking it only because I think he was really up himself, like narcissistic in a way. So I think he wanted to be like, look at me with my rifle. I look so hard. And sure. Know, yeah. Yeah. So people and think that's like doctored then.
0: Yes. Also, the photos were not found in the house upon the original inspection by police. And it wasn't until Ruth Payne gave them these photos a couple of days later. Another thing that points to there already being some prior conspiracy is that after the assassination occurred, like very shortly after there was a statement saying exactly what Oswald looked like to like look out for him, they wouldn't have known what he had looked like because eyewitness accounts of the gunman did not fit no. what Oswald looked like it was premeditated for sure i just think the question is who did it whoever masterminded all this they wanted there to be much confusion and debate oh, see, over I oswald think... to point away from why kennedy was actually killed the oh, reason for it. it see i feel like that's
1: what they wouldn't want all this confusion So i feel really? like they messed up a little bit you know what i mean because like surely they wouldn't want people to think they killed him they wanted it to be like yeah it's oswald I think they messed up on that one. (laughs) But but that's all Ruby's fault. Because we we never got a trial. we never got interrogations. That's why we're still contesting it today.
0: He was in on it though. Ruby was in on it. Why else would he shoot? Okay, but here's the thing about Ruby is that he knew Oswald. Yes. And two, the day they were moving Oswald to the... They were going to move him to jail. He was in like the courthouse or the holding room or something like that and uh, they announced to the public what day it was going to be but then they changed the day and time maybe it was just the time I can't remember but they changed it without letting people know when they were doing it and conveniently Jack Ruby is there
1: my question to that is why were all the cameras there if they didn't know that was when he was being moved. But they did like, the wait.
0: The they didn't tell the public. <laughs> Have you heard about the
1: fact that Oswald asked for a jumper? No. So apparently he asked for, because he was cold on the move, he didn't want to be cold. So he asked for a collection of jumpers and they gave him all these different colours and he didn't like the cream one. But this could be also, I can't remember if it's the cream one or the black one. But so he took time in picking which jumper to wear And if he didn't pick a jumper, if he didn't ask for a jumper, then he would have went out. But because he spent time picking a jumper as well, the jump release came in. It was like
0: five minutes earlier. Dang, that sucks. And then also, I think if you watch the video, because it was broadcast on live television, which is terrifying if you think about it. And it might just be because no one liked him, but no one's really reacting or they don't seem that shocked that he just got yes. shot. Maybe it's just because they're all ambivalent toward him, or they knew it was coming. That's not how I would react. If someone I was walking towards a van got shot, even if I didn't like them, I would still be upset. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they didn't respect him. But I don't know if that really matters. They need him to go to trial. Ruby
1: said he did it because he didn't want Jackie to go through a trial.
0: I can respect that, but it's like I think she would have wanted the justice to have been brought. Yes, there was another point in the Ruth Payne documentary. I can't remember who said it, but the entire time, like Oswald was being interviewed by the press. He was very adamant that he had nothing to do with it but everyone who knew him was saying that he always wanted to be famous or well known and so why would he say that he didn't have anything to do with it if he wanted that recognition
1: yeah that's a really good point actually I think, yeah but well, could he own up to it though I don't feel like that would be He's maybe i think so he
0: posted about a lot of other things that he'd done in the past yes yeah, yeah. a big part of this whole story especially if you're looking at it from the oswald angle is that he went to the soviet embassy in mexico city and was demanding courts for him and marina to go back to yeah. russia um And so he was causing this big scene. And I think people said he pulled out a gun. It was very chaotic. But then there's no proof of photos or videos or anything taken of him coming in or out of the embassy, which the CIA was stationed across the street. And they took photos of every U.S. citizen that went in and came out. And all the photos of him that supposedly exist were destroyed. And the ones that they have published are like this man who looks nothing like Oswald. And they're saying it's him. The thing is, though, and I think they had this in the Ruth Payne documentary, was that there was a call between Lyndon B. Johnson and J. Edgar Hoover, who is in charge of FBI. Yes, FBI, that's right. (laughs) And their transcripts confirm that a man pretending to be Oswald went to the Soviet embassy, and that photos were destroyed. And so I think for them to even acknowledge that as well is pretty interesting. Yes. So.
1: Oh, so which is very weird in
0: it uh, yeah, and uh, so this helps with the whole Oswald double theory, which mm-hmm. is that there was someone who was impersonating Oswald, who went down to Mexico City to create this kind of diversion and show that he was an unhinged and um, difficult to communicate with. I think it's very plausible that there was a double um. I don't know if he did as much as they said in, like, executive action or JFK. Though, apparently, Oswald did try to buy a car. But I just think it's a little odd he would buy a car because, like, he didn't know how to drive. People thought that Michael Payne was an Oswald double, at least around in Dallas. Ooh. And if you look at photos of him, they look similar. But, yeah, I just think there's so much out there it's hard to tell what's real and what's not yeah and if you really just dig down into the facts and put your biases aside I think you can figure out what happened I don't
1: think it helps when there's millions of books out there that people write about it all because then that just gets so convoluted
0: yeah and they all say something else yeah (laughs) there is no there is cold hard facts but there's not at the same time since so much was altered destroyed or just doesn't exist yeah at all then there really isn't a lot to go off of and even the warren report which is like the main quote unquote evidence is not really reliable did you wanna talk about the depository and Dealey plaza being a tourist trap now? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Did you manage to watch the episode of Dark Tourist? It's I do not cool.
0: have time.
1: No, that's so funny. So yeah, so it's really weird. It's men on street corners selling like what the newspaper looked like that day. Is that word of Kennedy Shop? You know, like and there's turf, like the sellers. It's all just money to them and stuff. It's insane. It's so bad. And then, obviously, the tours that happen. There's one guy that does... I don't know if he still does it, but he does, like, a motorcade tour where you sit in the back where Jeff K. was sat. It's so weird. Uh. so weird to me. You see it, and you kind of laugh because it's just so absurd. I mean, it's just so in poor taste. If you don't laugh, you'll just... In shock yeah saying that people even do that and like sign up to do that it's so weird but i don't hate the fact that like, you can go there and i do like the depository being a museum because obviously what it can't be a school book depository anywhere, no like, it's famous but yeah no, what, what, what do you think
0: i agree i think i really do want to go there and i think the yes. zina museum and they they set up the sixth floor to look like how it looked on that day. I think it's behind glass, though. I'm not even sure what information they have in there, like how biased it is or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I think just to see it would be cool. And But no, I don't like, you know, people trying to make money off of someone's death, like yes. capitalizing on the, the trauma is yeah. very disturbing. But that's been around forever, so... That's
1: yeah it's not right but sadly they're just if it's making money they're gonna do
0: it yeah but I think it's just crazy that like it's still a working street and everything basically looks the same
1: if you went there what would you do I know it's like one of your like
0: bucket list I'd probably freak out but I'd probably just walk around that whole area and just take it in. I think that would be really eerie though. I think just to be able to see it in person would just be crazy because I've seen it in photos so many times. I know exactly what it looks like. But I guess they turned the paint house into a museum. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, they kept it the same. Yeah.
1: Like Decor wise.
0: And just go around the, the areas that are like were influential. And I don't know if the theater is still open, the Ooh. Texas theater. But I'd want to go there.
1: On the letterbox of the film he watched, which is kind of what it's called. um, Oh, yeah.
0: War is Hell.
1: War is Hell. No. Yeah. Someone someone said in it, in one of the top reviews, that they do showings still of that film there. So unless they keep just for that. Yeah. That's That's actually pretty
0: cool. Wait, let me look this up. Yeah. It looks like they do it every year on the anniversary Wow. <gasps> I'd go do that though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <no. laughs> that in a way is harmless because it's not yeah. like. Like, it was about Oswald. You're like. It's just a piece of, history, a piece of history, I think. a piece of history as well.
0: Yeah. It always cracks me up that the police only came because the ticket clerk lady called them because he didn't buy a ticket. Oh not for any God. other reason. He just went into oh the. My...
1: The one time you don't. Oh, my God. It's it's the worst
0: lot.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, God. Lee, why do you have to be so stingy?
0: (laughs) He did have a lot of money in his pocket, though. So some people think that was on purpose. Like that the police were supposed to meet him there. I don't know, though. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: Oh, dang. It says that the seats that he sat in were removed. Oh, I bet everyone wanted to sit there. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any other thoughts or things you wanted to cover? No, not
1: really. I just hope we did this subject well because I know it means a lot to you.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. It was fun. (laughs) Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I think just like I'll include some. Stuff in the description that I think is good for research or reading or watching. Yes, and definitely, like we didn't cover everything in detail because that would be insane. But if you know any of this piques your interest, then I would recommend doing some research. Um, and if I had to say to watch one of the films we talked about, <laughs> oh, oh, um. Which one? I think it would be the Assassination and Mrs. Payne documentary. I think that would be my pick. What about you?
1: I think Parkland. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You've got to see it to believe it. No, But to me, honestly, I mean, it's not about the assassination, but obviously I love Jackie. I thought it was a brilliant film. But yeah, not really about the assassination. So yeah, I agree with you. It would be the Ruth Payne documentary, definitely. It's the most unbiased out of all the ones we've watched yeah
0: i think it tries to just stick with one thing yes and go with it yeah and the other movies are like all over the place very confusing <laughs> if you don't know anything
1: <laughs> i would recommend documentaries over
0: films oh yeah definitely subject. thank you all so much for listening we hope you enjoy this as much as we did and join us next thursday we'll be talking about natalie wood and her films and we hope you have a great day this episode was co-hosted and edited by me audrey cornell and co-hosted by louise coleman the music was written by nia d'amilio gone but not forgotten is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and podcasts visit us at thetridentnetwork.com